do you remember your first crush? I remember my first crush because I ran home from school in tears. Maybe your child has come to you to talk about their quote-unquote boyfriend or girlfriend. Or maybe your teenager has asked you if they can go on a date or they come to you in tears because their heart has been crushed. Are you prepared for those discussions? We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Welcome back, my friends. I'm so glad you're here. I remember the situation vividly. I had a serious crush on a little boy named Billy in the first grade, and I really loved Billy. I was afraid to tell him, but when I did... He laughed at me and made fun of me in front of the other kids. And they all joined in making fun of me and breaking my my little heart. It was horrible. You know, I'm an emotional person and I love deeply. I always have and I still do. I cry when I watch TV and my kids get a kick out of it. They think, mom, you're crying over a commercial. But that's just who I am. And I'm glad God made me this way. I ran home crying into my mother's arms, sobbing. I never wanted to go back to school. And when I did, they still teased me for days after. I really loved this little boy. I felt like he was my boyfriend. I loved him. That was the feeling I felt in my heart. I really loved him, but he really hated me. That was my first crush experience. Why do we fall in love? Scientists say falling in love is a complex process and that our brains are hardwired to give our emotions the upper hand over common sense. When you engage your seven senses, they travel through your body in the form of electric signals. The signals pass from cell to cell and pass through our limbic system, and we experience things emotionally before reason can kick into gear. And for a deeper understanding of our limbic system, Listen to my episode 95, Helping Little Ones Deal with Stress and Anxiety by Understanding the Limbic System. When we fall in love, and again, I'm using quotations, or have a serious crush, the brain releases dopamine, oxytocin, and adrenaline. And these chemicals are responsible for creating feelings of pleasure, trust, and excitement. And they play a crucial role in forming the initial attraction between two people. So you may be wondering if young children fall in love. The answer is yes. Experts say around five or six is the age when romantic love first arrives. You know, falling in love is a beautiful thing. It's a strong emotion, but it can be dangerous for children if we ignore, belittle, or dismiss their feelings. There are a few warning signs to watch for, not only in young children, but also preteens and teens. Are these strong emotions affecting their sleep? Do they stay up thinking about what they should have said or should have done? Or are they heartbroken and too sad or too embarrassed to tell you? Also, is it impacting their academic performance? Are their grades falling? Are they disinterested in homework? and no longer want to participate in extracurricular activities or sports that they love? And are they making poor decisions? You know, emotional upheaval keeps your child from making wise decisions about themselves, their relationships, and their future. 
It can be challenging to navigate the topic of romance and relationships with your children, especially at a young age, or especially with teenagers, because they don't like to talk about these things. However, it's important to understand that teaching your children about healthy relationships and boundaries early can help them develop healthy attitudes towards love and intimacy as they grow older. I'd like to share some tips to help children, tweens, and teens understand romance and love and how to be wise in handling relationships. Start with the basics. Begin by explaining to your children that God created us to love and that romantic feelings and relationships are a natural part of life. And share that there are different kinds of love. There's romantic love between adults. There's love of friends, love of family members, agape love for God, and love for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Sit down and explain those different types of love and what they look like. John 15, 12 states, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. You can also discuss God's plan regarding relationships. Explain that we are to love our friends and how we can show our love by being kind and caring towards each other. Help them to understand the importance of seeking God's guidance in their relationships. They can ask God, is this person a person you want me to love or to like or to stay away from? Discuss the importance of purity. Talk about the value of respecting oneself and others by remaining pure in mind and body and talk about it early. This will help you to have a comfortable dialogue with your preteen or teenager regarding temptations and the importance of staying strong in one's faith. And in my opinion, don't allow sleepovers. It's not necessary. You can have kids over, but when it comes time to sleep, they sleep at home in their own beds, safe and sound. Why take any unnecessary chance? And we could discuss the many things that could happen, but I'm sure you know what could happen at sleepovers. We read about it, we hear about it, and maybe we've even, some of us even experienced it. But I did, of course, allow my children to sleep over family members' houses that I trusted. But to be honest, my children loved sleeping at home. Help them to set clear boundaries and understand the importance of establishing healthy boundaries and avoid physical contact that can lead to temptation. Be aware of the effects of social media, television, and fairy tales. Children can get a twisted view of what real love and pure love is. The secular definition of love and romance in this day and age is far from what God intended love to be. Model healthy relationships. I know we talk about it often. Model this, model that, but it's so important. Model healthy relationships in your own life. Let them witness the different types of love. The love between you and your spouse, between you and your parent, between you and your friend, and the love between you and your children. And explain and express the love you have for that family member and why you love them. Lastly, of great importance, we need to fully grasp that many high schoolers are not mature enough to handle romantic relationships. The prefrontal cortex, which regulates our thoughts and actions and emotions, does not mature until we are into our late 20s. Statistics show that one of the leading causes of suicide in teenagers is the result of a breakup with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. My daughter and my son, they did not have a boyfriend or girlfriend until they were in their 20s. And they were thankful that they waited. You know, in high school, they have so many other pressures to deal with. 
They don't need the pressures of romance. If your teen insists that they are in love, don't shut down their feelings. Listen to them share their heart and acknowledge their feelings because they are real. If you shut them down, you may miss the opportunity to help them when they really need guidance and direction. They will still have those strong emotions and you will also miss the opportunity to encourage abstinence. Overall, teaching children about romance and relationships is an ongoing process that requires patience, guidance, and prayer. By addressing these topics early on, you can help your child develop a healthy, Christ-centered view of love and intimacy. Kids can sometimes mistake the Bible as a rule book and miss the love that inspired God's written word. When you read the Bible out loud, use emotion. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. And it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And it keeps no records of wrongs. 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 5. Say it with emphasis and feeling. After all, it's the living word, not just words on a page. Of course, as always, at the end of each episode, I share some resources. So I have a link to teaching kids about sexuality and purity, seven godly moms who got it right, and teaching kids about love, a really great resource with links to other helpful resources. I pray your children will understand the most important love that never fails, the love of Jesus Christ. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.